Welcome back to 10 Things I Hate About, an Outlander podcast with episode 10. I can only apologise for some random cuts in the first 10 minutes of this podcast as I desperately tried to edit out my parents visiting who aren't masters in the art of subtlety when making tea. Apart from that, we hope you enjoy this week's episode and we'd also like to add a trigger warning as we discuss themes of rape and sexual violence. We all have our favourite shows, but there's always something that comes along that means you like it a little less. The technical term is the scrappy-do effect. Two friends create a safe space to talk about their favourite show, Outlander, all the things they love about it and some of the things they hate. Although we all love Outlander, there are things we hate. Admit it, there's always something. So we've created a safe space, a space for all Outlander lovers to share their dark secrets, but mainly it's a space to share ours. Every week we'll discuss episodes, their themes, feminism, what we love, and every week we'll talk about something we hate. Roger. Yep, we hate him. (laughs) But let's be clear, we don't hate Rick Rankin. We have a clear grasp on reality. So join us, gentle viewer. Join Sharon and Ruth, two England-based Outlander fans, as they discuss love, hate, and time travel. Yeah, I'm good. Good. This this felt like a real race to the prize. I know, right? It's been intense. It's been so intense. I don't think I've watched so many episodes in such a short space of time. Yeah, and it's been like, I mean, I mean, literally, like I finished one today. Um, And it's, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of Rogers to take in one go. But it's definitely. Yeah, it's it it definitely yeah. I know I'm glad I I um I actually watched it recently though that we didn't have even a break because it's kind of fresh in my mind. But it was, yeah, absolutely, um, same here. I feel like yeah. it's one of the episodes that we've made the most notes on as well. <laughs> it's like a thesis. <laughs> a lot of notes, a lot of notes. Um, I know. I was thinking that I was like, I really hope that everyone who listens to us doesn't. I mean. Hopefully people understand from our preamble what our podcast is about, but it's yeah. like they go, so, okay, I'm just going to fast forward the first two minutes. It's like, please tell me you do know the reason. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> because otherwise with this episode, it, it's going to make or break it for you. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I do think that this might be the episode where we might lose some listeners. Yeah. Because, it, because we go, we'll probably go. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it was it was a pretty it was pretty tough going um with him. And and um like we would just set out like a small chat before we press record and yeah, like we were saying it was like really analyzing it like this, it's really puts it into perspective mm. some of the behaviors. But but I think like we, I think we finished off the last episode talking about Bree's clothes when she goes through the stones and that is literally where it opens, isn't it? Where she's like Yeah, it is. It is. And and I feel that analysis was right because we start and she's literally on the top of the highlands in what I think is winter time. Yeah. In a cotton in a cotton dress in a cave. And <laughs> and then appears to, as far as I can tell, and I actually looked it up on Google Maps, decide to walk about two hundred miles across yeah. the highlands of Scotland. I I just I don't know what she was. I don't know what went through her brain. She, I feel like she was very unprepared. She yeah, took with, one sandwich with her. With one sandwich, I was like, not even a bag of nuts. I was like, hello, <laughs> like not 
Mars bar, come on. <laughs> like, literally, you could see, like, and the cave. I was like, there are things you could have hidden. Uh, not even an Aaron jumper, which you exactly. know would have been no available jumper. for her. Like, no jumper. Not one... Thermal long johns, you know. <laughs> really ill thought through. Very much so. And, and like... you know, I, irrespect, uh, to be honest, her hurting her ankle and then getting discovered by Leary mm. probably saved her life. Not because she'd hurt her ankle, but because she would have died of hypothermia if she did walk yeah. 100 miles. With not just inadequate clothing, but as far as I could tell, no shelter packed at all. Nothing. Nothing. The only the only thing were the matches. I was like, there matches. you go. Okay, some matches. Oh wow, that's gonna really help you. <laughs> not look at the weather. I mean, just being she might be in the future. She's still in the Highlands of Scotland. Yeah. It'll have been freezing when she left. Yeah, it makes no sense. It makes no sense that yeah. Just no think, no thinking through, no. Um, and yeah, I'm that we. I think there's a, l- a lot of concentration on her, her, her with um, Leary and um, and then meeting Ian, who is looking fantastic in his old age. <laughs> absolutely stunner. He's maturing like fine wine. <laughs> absolutely, it's delicious. If you listen, if you listen to our Hogmanay special, everybody, you should know about Sharon's love for, as we will call him, as we call him, Big Ian. Big Ian. Um, a big and if you haven't girl. listened, then go back to that Hogmanay special. Yeah, there's a lot of love. There's a lot of love for Big Ian, um, and and Leary and um, and and little Joan. We meet little oh, Joan. Joan again. is so. I just love Joan. I just wish she could been have been in it more. I think she's just so great and she's so adorable. Yeah, as a character, she she's really sweet. But yeah, it's a nice. Yeah, it's a it's a nice kind of like soft introduction to her coming coming in coming back to the past. And yeah, then, yeah. And then I think do they and then we kind of see Roger like uh, Roger enter a little bit more prepared with long trousers, but we, luckily we don't see much of his journey because I think that would have been way too much, too much, too much. Roger already, been like yeah, it would just been like just the boat and then that was it. But I think yeah. anything more than that would have just been yeah. like. We just kind of like get there at that yeah, stage. Yeah, exactly. And whether it's her journey, I felt was justified because we're given an insight into characters and relationships and things like that, that, that yeah. are kind of helpful for the story almost. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really interesting that you keep, and I think there is something about maybe this latter half of the season that you get an insight into lots of different relationships and people's perspectives on their own relationships. And, as you know, I think Leary, when Leary's kind of giving her, you know, still really skewed and incorrect, you know, it's it's like she's obviously lied to herself about her relationship with Jamie. Yeah, which is even, just really even sad. like like the bit where she's, um, I think describing that you know they would sit around and he would read the children's stories, and obviously we know from him that he they'd never actually lived together and that she's still kind of living this, you know, in her mind, this fantasy that he loved her and they were, you know, they were destined to be together. Yeah. Um, is, yeah. you know, really and interesting. It is. And it's just, 
yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a really Elizabeth sad. You kind of mm. really feel like really sad for her. There was a there was a moment in there that I was like, oh my God, she's, there's going to be another witch trial. I was like, please mm. tell me it's not going to be. You know, when you're first watching, you're like, oh my God, please tell me it's not going to be another witch trial. Oh my, like, yeah. I can't go through this again. And, um, y- you know, because you were just like, that would be it. She'd be, like, you know, Claire almost had... You know, she was just when she, you know, when she came in unprepared for the past, she was yes. she, she was able to hold her own so well, like yeah. immediately reversing back to things that Frank had told her. And, yeah. you know, she was oh, just like she kept herself alive, like really well. Yeah. And just really clever. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that was that was really good. Yeah, I think I think. Uh, yeah, I was really pleased about that because I think I was worried that we'd have a whole thing of like her traveling across Scotland and then Roger traveling across Scotland. And fortunately that traveling was not a massive part of the episode. Um, because yeah, it would have, I mean, to be honest, I mean, I still get flashbacks to the episode of Claire and um, Murta searching for Jamie in season one. And, I, and and as soon as I saw this, I was like, Oh no, <laughs> we're just going to have this big long journey. I know you really are. It is. It is literally like that. I think that's what we are scared from: is that like <laughs> constant searching and like getting nowhere, and that getting your hopes <laughs> up. And and like it was the same with when Claire, you know, walked, you know, looked at the t- yes. in the taxi, yes. and then she walks, and you're like, "Thank Christ for that!" Like that. That literally is a seven minute of like exactly. being in I, Boston, exactly. being in Edinburgh. Exactly. I, do, I don't want a whole episode with two characters who I don't even like mm, yeah. searching. Yeah. So yeah, I was I was pleased that we didn't have a whole a whole heap of that. Um yeah. and then we get I, I suppose I don't know. I'm gonna try and hold off just going into a big Roger rant. But I do think that when you've got him and Bree coming into the past, you can't help but compare start to compare them to Jamie and Claire and and um, Especially in the past, yeah. Because oh, we don't see any of Brie on the boat. She's just kind no, of there. She's just a bit of a she's just like boarding and then. Yeah. And it was, I, I quite like her like farewell to Frank. And I remember at the time, like I was saying goodbye to Tobias Menzies. I was like, okay, the, yeah. he's gone now. And yeah, I thought there was some really nice, God, they had such good chemistry for, for two people who've spent quite little time on screen. Um, I thought Brie and Frank made you know his 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 love for her was very and adoration was just very obvious it was yeah. really like he was but i thought yeah some really clever thing like remember seeing the like when we realized oh my god he knew like that realization he knew she went back to the past yeah it was just like yeah it was just like some really clever little snippets and i just i really liked the way it was told her journey and then it just kind of gave us that parallel, that really horrendous and you know, that massive regret that she's holding that we didn't know about yeah. how they parted ways and yeah, you know, her at the graveside, it was like very much a, okay, she need you know, a closure for her that we didn't even realise she needed, um, but a yeah. really nice farewell to Frank for, compared to how we saw his farewell with, with Claire, where we yeah, we certainly dislike him quite a lot and we're kind of unsure why um, because we've never felt that way about Frank before until yeah. their their issue progresses. But yeah, I thought that was just a nice um, kind of back and forth kind of, and I think it's the last back and forth we see 
of present day yeah. ever, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. good. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I thought that was, yeah, because you, you didn't really have a particular insight and, in, you know, you, you kind of had to take their word for it a, a little bit that, and yeah, I think the big reveal that, that Frank knew that Claire uh, goes into the past, I think is quite important. Um, mm. And I wonder if some people who kind of really like Frank and really feel sorry for him, I wonder if they change their mind. I'm kind of, I'm kind of a bit non-committal, really, yeah. on Frank. But I do think that, like, choosing to have that knowledge but not do anything with it, I think is throws a different aspect onto him. Mm. Because, it's like, really- he, he has that knowledge. He knows that. He's with somebody he loves. Then he does the whole we're not getting divorced because I'll lose my daughter mm. sort of thing. And you just think, yeah, but if you just told her, she could go into the past. I mean, I suppose he was thinking that she'd take Brianna with her. I don't know, but. Yeah, I guess maybe. Yeah, that's true. Actually, maybe there was some sort of a fear. Mm. But yeah, it, it, it is like, um, like all the searching they did and all that mm. work that, just to find out if he was alive. And then all mm. she needed to see was one thing. Mm. Um, that Bree seemed to have found very easily. But anyway, I mean, like, why would Claire be searching through her stuff? Um, but yeah, it is, it does, it is like, shit, man, he, I wonder, would he have, you know, if he had been alive, would he have told her? But yeah, and then there, um, I think there's not a lot happening, as far as I can remember, and from our notes with, in, um, with Claire and Jamie, uh, until we get to Wilmington, when yeah. Roger I- and Bree meet. I think what you do get in this episode, because you don't get very much of Jamie and Claire and you don't get enough by any stretch of the imagination of um, Fergus and Marsley. Yeah. Is what you do get of them is just think really, and maybe this is very deliberate and this is me just speculating that the the makers of the programme hate Roger as much as I do. (laughs) But you get like a presentation of love and relationships and trust in a different way mm. um, and and an equity in a relationship with Jamie and Claire and an equity in a relationship with Fergus and Marsley. Yeah. I think, um, yeah. And, and, a, and a kind awesome. of a deep understanding of, of how much they understand and know each other. Yeah. I think we, we, we very much fall in love with Marsley and Fergus at this point if we yeah. didn't already if we didn't already love them yeah I think you're really like because we just saw I think when we were re-watching season three it's like we, we you know you, you love them so much because we were we've progressed like three seasons on from that but now that we're watching it's like oh yeah like they're just you you're now craving a bit more of them you're like yeah. why don't we see more yeah. of this yeah from this point um which yeah, is always definitely. Like, yeah yeah. I mean like the 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 scene where you know Fergus is this sort of struggling with sort of suddenly being in a world where people are sort of disabling him and see him as a disabled man where he's come mm. from a place of being with Jamie where he's never treated like that. Um I think he I think he refers to himself as whole or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. And how massively you know, even though she knows how, you know, how it'll, you know, how scary it is, but asking Murta to let yeah. Fergus kind of join the group because sure, yeah. he doesn't, ha- you know, because he needs that sort of 
help with his own self-worth. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that she, that Marsley is so good at in a way that, you know, in a way makes her like Claire, like Claire that she has this really good insight into people and what they need and their motivations. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and I think partner. that kind of, yeah. And just yeah. like her, the need, you know, his needs and putting him before her, even though, because there's yeah. always that fear that he might exactly. say yes. And she, but she's like, even though that's my biggest fear and I could yeah. lose him. Yeah. He needs this more than I need. You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, they're just the best. I just love yeah. them. Yeah. Their chemistry is just so good. They're just yeah. a joy. Yeah. So, um, so great, great to have them in it, but not enough. I, I mean, yeah. I think, I think, you know, I think we can say, and I think that this second half of season three, which is why probably season three is not one of my favourites, is so Brie and Roger heavy. Season four. Season four, sorry. Yeah. So yeah. Brie and Roger heavy. It's mm. it's a challenge. Yeah. It definitely and to is. Sideline to sideline such strong characters mm-hmm. um, is a real shame. I, I I personally think. Yeah, it really was. Um, and when I say shame, yeah. I mean travesty. <laughs> yeah, because um, we have a little smidge of um, of Jocasta and Myrta as well, which mm. is like a sprinkling of that. So there's like a lot happening with all the couples and lot lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and. I mean, it's because now as we as we talk through this second half, we're now at the timeline where they're in Wilmington. Do we want to go there? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's yeah, that. I mean, I suppose I mean, I think we have to because I think, you know, like I said, that this second half season is so driven by Brie and Rogers mm. stories. There's not a huge be- amount to say about everybody else's. Yeah. And it all does begin. It all begins at this meeting in Wilmington where they yeah. meet in the bar and yeah. And then he drags her out and obviously Lizzie sees, yeah, sees him and, drag and her out. It's interesting when you see that. I, I, I not really remembered that from the first time I watched it and seeing it this time and, and you are very much in Lizzie's perspective. You are yeah. watching them. And it's really interesting because what she sees, she's not, I don't think she's wrong in what she sees. Mm. You know, he does drag her. It's not in a kind of, it's not in a kind of passionate way. It's like he's dragging her around. And he, it, it isn't like they're having a passionate conversation outside. They're having a heated conversation outside. Mm. And, and, and I do sort of feel like, that there is something I don't know how I'm going to articulate this, and this might be getting a whole film a bit too film studiesy for everybody. So apologise if I do that. But I do wonder if there is something about having that shot from Lizzie's point of view that we are supposed to now question Brianna's judgment mm-hmm. of her relationship with Roger. You know, there are you know it's well known that lots you know and why it's complicated. Lots of women who are in abusive relationships will say that they love the abuser and mm-hmm. the abuser will say that they love them. And mm-hmm. if you think that her only real experience of a relationship are, are Claire and Frank yeah. and 
And so I do feel like, is there something in us being put into Liz's perspective that we are supposed to really question whether or not this relationship is love? Yeah, because we're also reminded of, because we haven't seen Claire and Frank's relationship from Bree's yeah. perspective until now, when they yeah. had, there's that brief return to when they're um, at Claire's graduation. And yes. She's upstairs listening to them argue constantly. Um, and you can imagine the sniping and the, you know, in front of her that they, you know, they're desperately unhappy. Um, and that's toxic for any child to have to yeah. witness. So, yeah, it is like we've seen Jamie and Claire get very, like very physical with their with their fights. And I'm not talking about the time when he when he yeah. hit her. I'm talking about like when he's just when they're frustrated and it leads to like, you know, it will come up in the, I think it's in the next season. And, you know, he, he grabs her and pulls her into a passion. Like that is not it. Yes. That is not what is happening here. Like it is very much like initially Roger is suggesting not here because this isn't we shouldn't be displaying affection in the middle of a pub in this mm. time mm. or wherever. But so the response is to like, I don't know, take her hand and guide yeah, her exactly. away. It's like you're like, OK. And and and, and, and oh, anyway, sorry, did you have and, something and, else? To and no, I mean, I think I, mean, I won't lie don't understand why they love each other and like mm. you know and their justification like he says he's pursued her through time I mean using the language of pursue that's not 100% healthy and no. and it just doesn't feel I just I just feel like I don't understand why she says yes and and I and if she's saying yes because she wants to fuck him because he's mm. being weird and puritanical about it mm. I still, I don't know, and 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 so then, so she has this, and and then, when they, when they do get married, hand fast, and he, and and I think I think they're about to have sex, or he says, if I take you now, it's for always, is one of the creepiest lines. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is happening? That is pure. <laughs> possessive dodgy language like he oh i could barely get through that scene i honestly oh, I, was skip, so, yeah. I, I was skip 10 set. i was like skip 10 skip 10 um i did find i did struggle with that um and because even like i don't know claire claire and jamie talk a lot about possession when in their relationship but it's very much like he's like when he says he's like you are mine and i am yours yeah and, yeah yeah you know, exactly it's much a give yeah it's like you are mine and I am your like it's very much even though I possess you know I can't it's something like I can't possess my soul with it you know he's like you put yeah, you yeah. possess yeah. everything about me and yeah it's very yeah. It, yeah. It, it's a yeah like you say an equitable relationship it's like yeah. it's all there but yeah he's just like like even oh like when they first meet sorry I mean this is when they first when they first meet and he, like even like it's almost like that gaslighting thing it's like he's like do, do you not know how much I love you? And it's like, yeah, no, me. no, because you've done nothing to show it. No, dickhead. The last time we fucking met, you made me feel like shit. Exactly. You made me feel like a fucking horror by wanting yeah. to have sex like a normal 20-year-old. Exactly. And shamed me. 
And you're just like, do you not know? Like, it's like, uh, I'm sorry, what language or actions did you actually use to exactly. show that? And then not only when we were in the heat of it, but like, following that when you had time to come down you still made me feel like shit so yes don't exactly. fucking gaslight me into thinking that like oh, do you not know it's like yeah no I couldn't know so don't make me feel stupid yeah for yeah. for oh like yeah love it. he does he does nothing to show that he loves her and then constantly and I think this is the thing that I find the most frustrating and dislikable thing mm is he does he is so unreflective about his own mm. behavior yeah at no point does he take responsibility for anything that he does at no point does he think he's done anything where he's at fault mm. um everybody else is to blame and i think you know i think there's again and and you know people are probably screaming now because i'm going to compare them to Jamie and Claire again <laughs> But I think that for me is a big thing. It's like Jamie makes a mistake Mm -hmm. because he will make mistakes. But what he does is he reflects and learns. Mm. And he always reflects and learns. And that is something that Roger just does not do. Yeah, he doesn't seem to have shame or something. No, no. No self-awareness does not, doesn't seem, you know, regret his own actions you know and very much blame like even coming back in time it's like it's her fault it's like she left the letter not for you to find for a year later so technically you made the choice yeah yeah exactly. and i think that's when he says do you not know how much i love yeah well it, it, maybe she didn't look maybe she didn't love you enough because she's gone back in time and loves her family more but she it, now doesn't say that yeah so it's not you. only it's not only that it's like so it's not only do you not know how much it's like of course, I came to find you, and it's, and all this like it, almost like blaming her for the journey he's been through, and it's like, dude, that's sure. your choice. Yeah, that was your fucking choice, and she didn't, and specifically said not to. Yeah, follow her because in her head, she's like probably like, and I'll be back in, a, in less than a year. So if I'm, you know, yeah. in which case you won't see the letter at all. But like, it's almost like all this. It's it's nothing like. I just love you so much and I, I regretted so much what we said to each other. Our last, you know, I've yeah. not slept since then, the regret I've had. And then I saw that you'd left and then I know you didn't want me to follow you, but you literally not a hint, not a hint yeah. of this. You're, you're, I, you're just like, oh my God, it's, it, it's, it is very hard to take. And like, yeah. and, 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 the, and the argument is, yeah, God, I mean, like, obviously, listeners, you, you like, you know, we're now well into the like, what did we hate about this? Yeah. Uh, Sorry, listener, this is probably going to be the rest of the podcast now. <laughs> but he's just such a bully, like in yeah. that way. Like, she just, yeah. she never, you know, she, like, so then, then they have sex, and that's awful. And then, and then, oh, I mean, they... it's the most unsexy sex ever. <laughs> It's horrendous. Um, I mean, the fact that he actually talks about whether her um, pubic hair is going to be the same colour as the hair on her head. (laughs) As a redhead, I thought I was going to (laughs) puke. And he's saying that to somebody who is just married 
as though it's some kind of sexy adventurous mystery. Oh, it's that alone. When she hopefully finally divorces him, that'll be the top of the list of reasons. Yeah. Why did this not work oh, out? Wedding night. He wanted to talk about the color of my pubes. <laughs> it's just. It's just it, nausea. Yeah, that is great. Yeah, that is exactly, uh, you articulated it perfectly, it is nauseating. And yeah, and then, yeah, the, you know, that following and it's like, oh, this is awkward. And when when she, when she he's realising, oh, she's caught on to me, it's just like she just doesn't have any permission to feel her feelings when no. he, if he's disappointed about how she's feeling. Yeah. It's like, it, it's like he goes into like the, the def- like straight on the defense there's no such thing as an apology she doesn't have permission to be angry she is right in being upset with him and even yeah. if like he has some way of explaining it she she has every right to be upset yeah, and absolutely and he takes no ownership of yeah. how he's upsetting her he just yeah. keeps turning it around on her like she's upset about him keeping something from her and then his response is you left me a note for me to find in a year it's yeah, like it's not the same that isn't the same fucking argument why are you bringing that up that yeah. does not like that doesn't justify what you did yeah you're she's upset about you being dishonest and yeah. the note has nothing to do with anything that yeah. wasn't being dishonest she had she had no she had no obligation they were, they were, to tell they you in a relationship exactly they weren't yeah. in a relationship yeah, and then that manipulation, the manipulative way he's like, well, maybe I should go back then. Like these empty threats exactly. to make her change. It's just so manipulative. And then she's it like, is. And, is then, and then bringing up the, and then saying, oh, those last words, you know, you're, is exactly what you said to your dad. It's like, you prick. It's mm. like, you fucking know how much she has regret for those last words she said to yeah. her and you're using it as fuel yeah. To yeah. upset her. Yeah. And I feel like, and, I, I, and this is why I feel like, I feel like maybe the programme wants us to hate Roger. Mm, I don't understand because, anything else. Yeah. Because even when Jamie does something that is wrong, mm. there is that period of, and we see it in this episode, we see it mm-hmm. in this episode, I think more than once. Mm. That period of reflection and regret and changing of behaviour and trying to make amends. And we do not get that. We don't we haven't had we don't have that from the first time that Roger behaves abominably to mm. um Brianna. And then we don't get it this time when he behaves abominably. And although I'm thinking that he is supposed to be the villain, I think the the the, the, the only issue that I think with that is that narratively she is then punished mm. for for not being with him because mm. it is like she le- she leaves that spit. They argue, separate, and then she is raped. Yeah. So she is the one that gets punished for that happening. He doesn't. He fucks off to wherever he fucks off to. Yeah. And she is she is you know narratively punished in yeah. that moment. Yeah. Um. And so I think there's a lot of confusing messages in this, a yeah. lot of confusing messages about how we're supposed to feel about Roger, how we're supposed to feel about their relationship and what, I'm not saying we should always have ideal relationships like Jamie and Claire. I think mm. Marsley and Fergus are a good example of, um, you know, 
when things, you know, I think, and, and especially in later seasons, we yeah. see that play out quite a lot. But I think with Brian Roger, it's oh, it's just so weird and dodgy, it's, and it's very hard to swallow. And yeah, like the, as you say, that like seeing what that that's quite harrowing with seeing what she goes through. Like you know, Outlander tends to show us like a lot of quite brutal yeah. scenes we see it like we yeah. you know we we see it everything that's being played out and but the fact that we don't see it makes it almost like the way everyone just kind of getting on with their evening like it's mm. very it's a very difficult scene um when she and and you're almost i don't know it's it's fuel to the fire of hating roger yeah, even more sure. it For just me, it fuels it yeah yeah um it really is and it, and by this stage, after seeing what she's been through and after seeing, you know, Roger being a dick and then her having to go through something horrendous and you are, as an audience, you're like, can someone give us a break? And I think the break that she does get with, you know, with with Jamie was everything we'd hoped for in yeah. like, their first meeting is just so good I, I'm almost like I feel a bit I, when I was watching this time I was like I feel a bit sorry for Claire that she couldn't witness Jamie and like because yeah. you imagine her playing it out in her head for 20 year, odd years yeah. her like you know whenever you know she would fantasize about Jamie meeting her you would always imagine that she would be there and you're almost like oh that's you know feel sorry yeah. but, but it is such a special scene and very yeah. humorous yeah. yeah I mean I just I just think that the choice to start it with her interu- interrupting him pissing in an alley is yeah. just so funny. <laughs> and and apologies, not... we're gonna talk, I'm going to talk hygiene for a moment. I actually got a little bit stressed when he touched her face. Like, you've not oh washed those God, hands. Oh, my God, it's all I can think about. It's all I can think about. It's all I can think about. I was like, oh, my God, he's touching her face. <laughs> 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 it is literally all I can think about. <laughs> Like he hasn't got a bit of hand sanitizer. <laughs> Run him under a tap. Your wife's a surgeon. She's taught you a lot about germs. <laughs> Where's your alcohol in your pocket? Just run a bit through your fingers. Oh my god, that's all I could think about. I was like literally like ah, ah. Uh, and it was also like you know, like we're we're now familiar a little bit when when Jamie goes to Wilmington, some woman wants him wants to fuck him. <laughs> Like he's like constantly getting himself into these situations, so it is quite humorous the way he's like. First instinct: I'm a married man. Yeah, exactly, um, exactly. It's quite humorous, but I think yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It it is. It, every time I watch it, like a few times yeah. I have, I do have to say it does tug on the heartstrings a lot. And um, yeah, Claire's reaction is just brilliant. Yeah, it is absolutely. Um, it is it is a very sweet side of Jamie where he's just so desperate to impress her and yeah at every at every turn you know he's, yeah yeah it is it's really heartwarming like when he shows her phrases where she's like glancing at her to see if she likes yeah. it and yeah uh, really really sweet yeah um, no I think I think I, I think there's that kind of it's it's interesting because I think we get we get these things quite a lot and I think when they're in Scotland it's often um like when Jamie and Claire go to Lollybrock you get these um kind of tranquil idyll moments mm. and I think this bit where she comes back to Fraser's Ridge with them and then you've got this scene where they're kind of 
like the domestic routine is playing out and there's Jamie and Claire and Brie and young Ian. And I just think it's, it, it's kind of like, it's almost like this calm before the storm. It's like, you, mm. you're like, this is so sort of tranquil and idyllic that something's going to come along and ruin it. But like yeah. you say that, um, I know. I just get, like it's it's something we've wanted for Jamie for such like every time yeah. he has that opportunity, it's whipped away from him. Yeah, exactly. You know, with 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 Willie and yeah. with um, obviously first off the bat Bree because he had to send Claire away, and then um, and then with Joan and Marsley and yeah, you know, he just he's constantly desperate for that. Eventually, he get he does get it with Fergus, yeah. um, in a way, and they have the most lovely relationship. But like. You are, you know, as an audience, you were like, when can this guy catch a break? Yeah. Like, can he get one? And, and you're kind of, we do glimpse it for for a, a short period. Yeah, until, we get yeah. we get a little short, a short period. And but I think the fact that he is the one who is able to offer comfort mm-hmm. and perspective on her rape, I think is yeah. really important. And I think, again, yeah. and we've had this with his um supporting young Ian and now supporting Brie and being able to genuinely empathize and understand all the kind of thoughts and feelings that are going on you know some of them rational some of them unrational in terms Mm. of when you've experienced that kind of massive trauma Um, Mm. and the fact that he he does support her in that I think is 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 you know again a really really well done and really lovely scene um, yeah and it's almost like he can like he he and he uses just what he knows best so it's like you know he's like okay she's feeling like you know she could have harder right that's it and he's like and he's like going into his own mind going he's a strong tall powerful man and he knows he like he knows how that's gotten him out of so many different situations and he and he's just like okay maybe I can't get to her with words so I'm gonna use just and he and it's just you know it starts off just being really dark and then it's like okay this is just he's just the sweetest just like it's just so lovely and it's like you know you just see that real fatherly yeah. Um, relationship come out in him and he's the way he uses those skills in that way is just really sweet yeah it does bring up Jamie's experience and Jamie's trauma yeah. when there's that opening scene where the camera focuses on Jamie and he's like rubbing and massaging yeah. his hand his left hand I think is the one that was Jack Randall like ran the nails right? yeah um, so it's all it is an interesting it is an interesting camera move. It's like, are we meant to, are we meant to be brought back to Jamie's trauma? Is that what yeah. he's ponder, pondering yeah. as he massages his hand? Yeah. Um, and he's, you know, it's like he's in his head thinking about what he went through. Um, I just thought it was like a really interesting way of showing it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then, yeah, obviously then, and then Jamie ends up beating the absolute living daylights out of Roger. The end of that episode, I think it is. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to sort of, and I suppose part of that is is why I I I find her response to him um a bit sort of jarring is that like when he finds out that she is pregnant, like she thinks he's going to be disappointed or ashamed because she's unmarried, 
and he's you know he's he's not those things I mean he's just I feel like he just in that scene really demonstrates why he's the best you know the best the best man mm. full yeah. stop in the world <laughs> um but then you know he's like when when obviously there's all the mistake and he he beats up nearly kills Roger and then they sell him to the Mohawk. Um, but then Bree's reaction to them, mm. it just, you know, she's so forgiving of the endless dickishness of Roger and the yeah. thing she can't forgive Jamie for, which he immediately apologises for. Like literally within seconds. There's a few bad words. Yeah. And his words are very, I find listening to it this time, they're so surrounded in shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like he's almost like, like he's clearly really ashamed of himself. Like, yeah. you know, he's like, he very much is like, I wouldn't take another man's life if it was, you know what I mean? It's like, mm. he's like, or attempt to be so, if it wasn't for something that he's almost, you know, it, it, it's that instinctual lashing out going, fucking yes. hell, if I'd known that, you know, it's like you're trying to place blame on someone yeah. because you're so ashamed of yourself. Yeah. Like that yeah. feels like his reaction. And then he immediately goes, Oh my god, I'm so sorry, lads. Like he's almost like, and she's and she's and it's almost like you're just like, Brie, come on. Because she literally says the words to, to Lizzie, like, you know, afterwards, when she's yeah. you you made an honest mistake, you thought you were protecting me. And it's like, what did you think he was doing? Like, yeah, yes, he did say something really horrible afterwards, but you knew. He immediately apologized to say I didn't many mean, you know, I didn't many mean apologies yeah. as well. It's wild. Mm. And like I say, like, you know, she she at no point wants an apology from Roger or expects an apology. She takes all responsibility on herself for his yeah. behaviour. Makes her entire family go find him. Mm. I mean, I really wish at that point somebody had been able to go, Really? Are you sure? Yeah. You know, only bit, only married for a day. You sure you want him? Let's yeah. Let's, I let's mean, give it a few days. Which is why I just don't understand the whole like. Because I mean, you know, Claire's first reaction is he left after one argument. Yeah, you know, she's like almost like, do you not know what me and your father have been through? Like he wouldn't, mm. he wouldn't so much of like he'd probably have walked to the other side of the room turned his back on me and said, I'm going to sleep. I need a minute. Like, mm. he would never have walked out of that door. Like, so whatever about, like, walking out the door, but, like, he walked out the door after an incredibly emotional and vulnerable position to have you in mm. and just, like, walked away from you. And so yeah. so imagine, as as like, her looking at her and as a parent going... Right, I'm gonna fucking murder him, like in probably in her head. And but then she's like, okay, so you walked away from. Him. Then then she's considering, you know, the like the abortion. She's giving mm. she's giving Brie all her options, and and then she's like, I just don't get how she's going, you know. But Brie, you do have the option then to go back to Roger. It's like, why are you giving her this option to go back? Like this guy's a dick. Like you know yeah. this. Like. Just even like with the little information you have, even if she hasn't told you all the in-depth details, just the, the, that one tiny information going, what, he left after one argument? That, yeah, just exactly. that, not even the words yeah. he said. That alone yeah. would be, I'd be like, he can go fucking do one. 
girl, like you've known him for a minute, you know, we'll like move, move on. You know, yeah. there, there's plenty like it's almost you're just like. Yeah, I don't get the argument that Clara. I just don't understand, especially. And I know, like she, she, she is aware that what her and Jamie has is very unusual, and they bring it up several times. And mm. like, what we have is just, you know, it's never. I've never experienced it before, and we all we know that. But even if you are that person in that relationship, and you're like, this is, I, I want this for my daughter. Yeah, how can you turn around and be like, okay, but like, let's give you all the options, and let's go, and you're just like, Clara, no, like. Well, I mean, for me, and I'm going to jump forward a little bit so, and we can go back, but when he finds out yeah. that that the baby might not be his, mm. that she has been raped mm. and, and, and then he goes off and, say, and says, whatever, it's too much or... Mm. And yes, eventually he turns up at River Run, eventually. Mm. But if that was if that was me as a parent, to be honest, if that was me as somebody's best mate, that would be yeah. That <laughs> yeah, I've a lot to say marked. about that. Yeah, I've a lot to say about that. You're never yeah. gonna be you're never gonna be in the good books, no matter what no. you try and do. No, yeah, I just yeah that whole yeah that whole thing uh, yeah the whole her finding it or like. Jamie fucking up and them heading off. I just feel like I just don't understand why Brie wants to punish him. It's almost like is she looking for a reason to punish him? Is she is is there something there? Is there something underlying that she's like you left me? Is there something there because I don't get it? Yeah, why she's just so I don't understand why she's so unforgiving. It just doesn't make sense. No, I agree. Um, you know, given as well. Like she's also is like has a mother. It's like who is deeply in love, has been deeply in love with him for many, for many many years. It's like she can use that perspective as well. Like, well, she fucking loves him this much. There must be something good about the guy. Yeah, exactly. I don't like exactly. It's, it's like a little bit like, but yeah. So then we're um, yeah, and then we get the, their journey to the. I, I I enjoyed their journey to the Mohawk. I might be moving ahead a bit much, but um, I did enjoy their journey to the to the Mohawk to find Roger a bit more because we just get a bit more of Claire and Jamie together. Yeah. Um, which yeah. I think we're kind of at this point desperate for. Yeah. This half this half season you just don't get enough of at all. Yeah. And there's and the, and that and, and and again I think the bit that you get is that scene where he is being really self-reflective. Yeah. And really anxious. Yeah. He is about... so clearly like caught up in enough he's in bits like yeah yeah and and I think that's a really great scene where she's being really reassuring to him and um but yeah I mean that's that's the only saving grace because we just yeah with Roger I mean to be honest it, I could have just had 80% of the Mohawk village and 20% yeah. of Roger and I'd be all right yeah I do, I do really enjoy that scene in the tent where I think Claire is like feels like like she has experienced her own turmoil, and yeah. it must be desperately difficult for her. And try like her trying to unpick her and Brie and her and Jamie that have always been both separate yes. relationships, and then bring them together. But I just love that. I think that scene with the two of them, he is just in so much t- just deep turmoil, yeah. and the way she articulates it is just yeah. 
so lovely the way she's like I'm not angry with you and and how apologetic she is she's almost like you know I'm sorry for making you feel like shit and yeah you know it's almost like she's just taking some of that off his shoulders and carrying it for him um just really sweet it's just it's really lovely scene I really love it and it just gives and him even being like I thought you would have you know you were regretting like and you're just like Jamie no how could you don't think like that (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah that is like that is literally like otherwise yeah her back her back her back in Brie back in River Run with um with Jocasta and um getting married off to several I mean I mean it's it's like it's like full Machiavelli once mm. we're at River Run. We've got Jocasta trying to marry her off. Then you've got Brie <laughs> blackmailing Lord John. It, <laughs> it's Lord like, John. It's like, what is happening here? Yeah, Lord John holds his own, to be fair to him. Yeah, like, he does. He he's is, very good. He's yeah, very he's like, good in that. This. Yeah, he's like, I'm having none of this shit. I used to run a prison. <laughs> In the bleak islands, he's like, in a prison. I'm not getting, I'm not getting blackmailed by a 22 year old. <laughs> oh, he's so good. I really enjoyed their scenes together. Yeah, right. yeah. Because yeah, then Brie like completely breaks, and then Lloyd John coming yeah. swooping in to be like, "Darling, did you tell them our news?" It was quite, yeah. it was quite entertaining. Yeah. yeah. Um, amidst the, amidst the bleakness, it was quite entertaining. And and I think as well as. You know, and, and he, you know she shouldn't need this, but you get another person who is um, fighting Jamie's corner. Yes, when she, yeah. when she when she's decided he's not worth it, and she's like not taking her mum's perspective in board, but she's suddenly got this person who also really loves Jamie, who is really loyal to him, who sees mm. him as a very honourable person. And I think that's really important that you know she she needed that. Um, So yeah, Lord John always always great to have him. And yeah, and and I think as well when you're when we're at River Run, Jocasta and Murta relationship is is really good. And I think it's really good for just because they're they're great and they're great um, scenes with them, but also. We're showing that people who I think are probably supposed to be in about their seventies, yeah, have sex. Love it. Love it. So Lo- good. I mean, just I mean, I know these things are really small, but these things are so important. Yeah, so so Absolutely. important. Yeah, yeah. They both just like you can just you can just oozing out of them. They both feel so sexy. It's great. Yeah, it's great. It's just so well done, and yeah, really, really positive. And I know it's not real seventy-year-old playing, you know, but yeah. still. But there's so like, I love I just love the way it ends and her throwing whiskey over his face and then yeah. it's like it's just like camera pans. Yeah. <laughs> and that merch is like the way he's just lying like you know, he's just like sitting back. Yeah. I, I, exactly. The most amazing tan I've ever seen on a Scotsman in my life. Like Jesus, he looks great. <laughs> where did that time where's where's he pulling his top off like Walking around with that tan, jeez, whoo! It's like whoa, um, yeah, it was quite, it was quite entertaining. Um, but yeah, I loved that. I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, so I thought that was a really good addition. Um, yeah, 
unexpected is brilliant. Yeah, but also just kind of, you know, again, and I know we people are probably screaming, like, endlessly circling back to Slag Off Roger, but mm. um, you are, you, you know, you do just keep getting presented with these different relationships who function and behave in a different way and mm. I just think that I just think they're really important and I just think really um adds to the sort of questionable nature of of Brian Rogers relationship yeah um, and <laughs> and, this, and now I'm gonna and now I'm just going to go in full hit Roger hate mode um yeah. but I think you know so you have so far you've had him be a bit you know, he's keep, admittedly he keeps getting beaten up and everything. Yeah, but the bit where he sort of decides to be heroic and go back to save—and listeners, I'm doing air quotes here—save <laughs> the French priest, priest. Mm. and they use the they use the music that is used in Platoon. <laughs> Didn't even connect. That. So if you've if any, I mean, if people have seen the film Platoon, it is just the bit where the big scene where Willem Dafoe basically dies and it's a really heroic death, mm. um, but it's also very futile as well. And I really think that they're trying to capture it and it just made me want to laugh. <laughs> I didn't feel like Roger, especially because Roger wasn't heroic. He doesn't stop anybody dying. He just speeds yeah. up somebody dying. He just speeds it up. You know, the the real heroic thing would be to find a pistol and shoot him in the head from afar. But he doesn't have the skills to do that. So instead, he just fucking, like, did this. And <laughs> throw some gunpowder or whatever it is whatever onto the fuck them. It yeah. is. This is, like, literally the only thing he does. But, like, and then, like, but the, and the lead up to that, like, when he's in the tent with the priest yeah. and he's reflecting on the relationship, oh, yeah. I'm like, you are such a dick like yeah. not once did you mention not once did you say all he does is talk about himself and his yeah. own turmoil and he's yeah. like, and not once did he go and not only was i a <clears throat> fucking idiot for you know speaking to her the way i did and then blah blah all he does is go like and then i did this and then i did this and then i did this and, and me 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 i did all these things and you're just like and, and, and but it's also kind of really like pure narcissist but it's mm. also a bit it, it's it's also really it's really woman blaming so mm. it's it's like it's like she made me the idiot loving her made me an idiot not yeah. I have taken any responsibility for my actions I'm talking about me but really what I'm talking about how is she has humiliated me she has made me foolish she has yeah. made this happen and and that is the bit that yeah it's just blood boiling and i feel like that's what he's almost saying about the french the french priest that it is his love for a woman that mm. gets him in all this trouble as opposed to him making choices him, and decisions him being dogmatic about his religion yeah but it's like it, but it's like these are your you've made all these these choices like you made these choices yourself. you made yeah. these things it's almost like roger's a shit roger's a shit roger's a shit, da, 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 and then it's like summary summary he summarizes it himself why he's a shit um but then i like yeah and then we obviously there's the rescue and then also this is the other scene where i'm actually almost living for in these last 
these this last half of the season as that scene with Claire and Jamie in the tent and this scene with Claire and Jamie versus Roger is very enjoyable yeah. to watch. I find that like, yeah, Jamie going, yeah, go on, take your best shot, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, classic well, Jamie. I, I think uh, as well, though, there's something quite interesting that they do because obviously what they are intercutting it with is young Ian, who is being super primo honourable. Oh. And, swap, and, it, and swapping himself for Roger does not deserve it. The man keeps getting called dog face. He should be called dog soul. Um, <laughs> so is. young Ian swaps himself and then does the gauntlet and is re- like really brave and actiony and gets up and brilliant. Yeah. So you cut in between him being who is being selfless and mm. brave and strong. And you're cutting to, I can't call it a fight because yeah. you've just got Jamie. one man who is acting tough by hitting another man who won't hit him back. Yeah, he's just, he's also being selfless and just. Yeah, exactly. He's exactly. just standing there being like, look, get, get, give it, give it your best shot. I'll just be selfless yeah. and stand here. And, and I uh, just think, I, I think it's, it, it shows Roger even in a more bad light. Yeah, I just think it's. It's basically Jamie showing himself as selfless and Ian showing himself as selfless. Exactly. That, that's all it shows. It's just there's nothing about Roger. Yeah. Um, but like even when Ian is there, like so first of all, you see Claire into fucking devastation mode again, going, You can't leave me. This is horseshit. Yeah. Please don't leave me. As Jamie, of course, stands up and then like trade off, boom. And then Roger, not well, a word. What, what we not, would know in in that moment would be the Mohawk would go. You for him. <laughs> That's not an equal trade. We're getting we're getting quite a good deal. <laughs> yeah. You for him. Yeah, we'll snap you up. <laughs> snap you up. Anything um, else you want to take along with him? Because, you know, we're getting quite a lot here. You can take five more in some boats. Yeah. Take <laughs> tent boats. All of our food for the winter. I mean, you know, we've got you. Oh, here's some gunpowder. Um but like, and then like Roger doesn't say words. So like he already knows the turmoil that Claire has gone through to find Jamie again. But he's just sits there silently going, yeah, Grant. Like that scene where Jamie says goodbye to young Ian is so good. So good. Oh, it's so good. I forgot how good it was. He's just, oh, when he turns, he's like, how can I let you go? It's just like heartbreak. Um, And then Ian just being super brave. Um, Stay silent. It's like, yeah. it's not even one, it's not even one thing going, no, don't do it. Not, not even one, thank you. No, thank Nick, not, like he doesn't even go over and, and like hug him and be like, thank you not for that, like you. doing this, like nothing. He just like walks away. And then, then it's like, I think I, I just, Claire and Jamie's double act, I think was just really good the way they play it. Like yeah. Jamie being like, you know, almost fit to burst with the angle. Like, how could you just leave her? You know, he. Just, I just thought he played that so well. It's like, yeah. he can't contain it anymore. And then he's just like, oh. And then she's like, Jamie, like, calm the lights. And then again, with like, when they give, when he has to turn away and like, when he, and, and this and this is why I'm wondering, like, I, I just really, like, like you've said, it just it is really stark. I, we, I think we just, are supposed to not like him because I, like I, that starkness of Jamie turning around and being so disappointed, like being like, how could you not want her? Yeah. Like, like, 
you know, he's just like, he's just livid. And, yeah. and it just shows how he's just like, there is nothing that Claire could do. Like, you know, it's just like, that would make me, especially yeah. something, some unprovoked yeah. act that was laid upon her and leaving her in this horrendous Absolutely. way. It's just like, uh, you know, he's like, I would do nothing but want to be with her to see her through this. And exactly. you're having to think about it. Exactly. And I, and he's just like, like getting, and even though Claire is like, leave him think, like she's obviously being the rational person, but like yeah. it's taking a lot of her because then she does finish in that very last, as Claire just does so well, is she just summarizes it up going, and you better be sure because this is our daughter. It was very clear, I think, to the audience, it's like, this is who we love and this is who we're definitely yeah. dislike. Yeah. 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 I think I think it's interesting, isn't it? You know, we've always really disliked Roger. <laughs> <laughs> is that is the, that not clear? <laughs> the genesis of this podcast was how much we hate Roger. Um but I think now that I'm rewatching the seasons, it's making me question whether actually mm. that's that we are supposed to question him as a character and not seeing mm. him as a positive. So it'd be interesting, I think, um, as we move into season five and season six, especially I think season five where we're supposed to have sympathy mm. for him at times. Yeah. And then he becomes, you know, more normalised going forward. It'd be interesting kind of re-watching it with, with the lens that we are watching it now. So yeah. um, because I do, I do start to feel like we aren't being presented him in such an unquestioning manner as I think we originally felt um, about him. Um, I still think they're the least sexy couple and I don't ever want to see them having sex ever and ever, ever, ever again. Um, (laughs) But I think... Brie makes a good job of... uh... Of kissing him when he can makes a return, I think she she plays that part quite well. Like yeah, she, she does play it like she really does want him. Um, so I mean, good acting on her part, but I mean that might be a bit mean. But yeah, <laughs> well, I think I, I I think it's interesting to sort of look at it again through the lens that we are looking at it through now that maybe we aren't supposed to be as sympathetic as we first mm. thought. Yeah, we were to it, him. I mean, even I remember at the start. Like the first time I ever watched it, I was like, Jesus Christ, Jamie beats the absolute shit out of him. Um, and then the second time when I watched it there, I was like, God, he's such a dick. I can't wait for Jamie to beat the absolute shit out of him. <laughs> I was just like total 180. I was like, I don't care that he thought he was someone else. He's an absolute asshole. <laughs> Selling out to the Mohawk, that's the least you could have done. That's the least. In fact, if anything, we should be paying the Mohawk to take him off mm. our hands. Where to God, it's un- it's unhealthy watching this. My my level of hatred. I was like, God, you're useless, Roger. Every time he like he struggled or limped, I was like, You've had enough time now to recover. Get over it. It's been like, it's, I mean, it's definitely been eight or nine months. Like, God's sake, you're still limping yeah. about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I think I think we have. I don't think I, I don't think Roger is ever going to be redeemed in our eyes. No. Um, mm. I, I mean, I do think you know, and I'm I'm very conscious of, of we need to we need to draw this hit fest to a close. Yeah. Um, but you know, I would be really interested in other people's perspective. Not 100 percent interested enough. If you really love him, don't bother telling me that because I'll yeah, just yeah, think yeah. there's something wrong with you. Yeah. But 
um, safe, safe just, space people. Safe space. Yeah, <laughs> but I'd be, I would be interested in in um, what people, other people's perspectives are. You know, like you know, if you don't like him, what are the things you don't like? Is it is it yeah. is it the same things as us, or is it different things? Um, and if you like him, and if you think we're being really hard on him, yeah. and he's an actually sympathetic character, then you know, do let us know. You know, tell us on our socials. Drop us an email. Yeah, um, just just send us a comment or something because I really I'm genuinely interested in what people yeah, think. Are we yeah. like, and and like that? Like I say, just you know, keep it clean and safe. Should we talk about fashion? Yeah, let's let's try and finish on a slightly non hateful note. Let's, yeah, let's end on fashion. Well, I thought that I thought the fact that you know, and you know, it's a lesson for our times, isn't it? How me- mm-hmm. how much people keep clothes um in the past and that and that Brianna ends up wearing her mum's jacket from like 20 odd years before I so that. I liked the return of the fur lined um hooded like winter coat it was um, so good. which was but really, really good yeah yeah, yeah. Really so good, I liked really. that I liked that and I also realized that the scarf that Brie wears is virtually the same as my big woolly scarf that I bought Ooh. to be an outlander scarf maybe we'll pop it on the social media and everybody can yeah and I'll include the link to where I got it from um, yeah. so people can compare and contrast but it's virtually the same maybe yeah. it's the same person who made it but that was I think that was the big fashion takeaway from me was as how much I, I like the more utilitarian the, stuff yeah I agree I think like because we do see them dress up to go to the theater and then yeah. um and then Breeze like dressing up to go to um, the dinners, and yeah. absolutely things struck my mm-hmm. at all. Um, the only things again, yeah, casual stuff like when Jamie's taunting Bree, she's wearing like this really gorgeous fitted military coat, and then mm. um, she's just wearing an over pair of trousers, which um, I quite, I really quite liked that look on Bree. And then her the shirt is really printed underneath. She's wearing this chunky belt around her waist I just thought it was very cool but I loved the dressing gown um when she walks in on Lord John mm. Alderdice I think his name is um it's this beautiful like stiff material yeah kind of like a thicker kind of a dressing gown and then it just over her floaty cotton like yeah yeah gorgeous. um I loved that those are yeah like you say yeah none of the formal wear is no. super cool um jamie's got some super cool leather leather jacket love love the leather jackets yeah very and, cool. and, and i think he's had versions of that through every series very cool um, i mean a counteract fringe so yeah i mean me. i mean i'm a lover of a fringe obviously <laughs> um if nobody's seen me i have a fringe yeah, I mean, Jamie's hair is a disaster in this series. The fringe. Horrendous. It's, the fringe. it's all very bad. So, yeah, you need something to counterbalance that, don't you? And those leather jackets are great. Yeah. He's back into kind of, um, you know, kind of early seasons action Jamie, um, mm. which, you know, he's, you know, great at. You know, I really liked him and Claire and Ian kind of creeping through the Mohawk camp and, yeah. you know, in full yeah. kind of action mode, um, which yeah. was really good. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. It was really good. But, yeah, 
no, it was it was it was a uh, peak peak hatred. I'm yeah. not sure if our, our hatred would peak this high again. No, I think so, we might have hit peak. So yeah. I think you know we we'll be a bit we'll be a bit more normal. There'll yeah. be more lols. You know, there's probably less lols in this episode than yeah. normal because we 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 were quite in Roger hatred ranting mode. <laughs> um, but um but yeah so i mean this is this is episode 10 um yes episode 10 end of season 4 so we've got two more seasons left that are obviously already in the world um let us know what you think get in touch we're on instagram yeah an and email. We, and it would be good to get people's perspective on absolutely on on what we're yeah what we're our peak hatred and whether it's yeah. even uh is it what everyone else is thinking because we really do want to know yeah, absolutely want to know are we just in a little tiny roger hatred bubble um and yeah we and we, we will have a special coming up as well at some yes. stage so we'll we'll another, talk about it on our socials yeah another special but thanks for joining us always a joy sharon yeah no this is really good i needed this after after those few episodes and uh, looking forward to the next one see you soon